This is an FOU Studios podcast. party members welcome to gxp the geek experience podcast and it's time to level up today with your daily dose of gxp as always i am peter the geek with me today i have yet again hashtag kill josh thank you but please don't kill me and again we have the lovely and funny huffle cookie hi all right our guest today is a very close friend of all three of ours and we're very excited to be able to talk with him on the phone today he's the director of operations and a weekly performer at batsu chicago he's a nationally touring performer and a karaoke MC, ladies and gentlemen steve grande welcome Yay! grande Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast over the past couple days, so I'm very excited. Yes. So before we get going, just uh, let the audience uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, because, I mean, we know way too much about you. <laughs> sure. So uh, as as I'm sure your fan base knows that we are involved in uh, Face Off Unlimited, which uh, is home to Batsu. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the original cast in New York, and... Uh, then I moved to Chicago, studied at Second City, and uh, then regrouped with Face Off and started Batsu Chicago here. So we uh, we just had our two-year anniversary. Congrats. Oh, yay. yay. Very Late exciting. Day. Thank you. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go celebrate with some bowling and whirly ball. So it's gonna be a fun day. Oh, that's uh, awesome! It sounds amazing. It's so weird to think that it's been two years already. Right? Yeah, I remember going out there to help set up, and that does not feel like two years ago. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I remember you uh, losing your shirt at Boxing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We had a big long adventure. Uh, Josh lost his named jersey, and did. his Big Bang jersey. It had a very long journey home. It did. We basically kept it from him for. Th- Three months. <laughs> <laughs> I think longer. Yeah. Well, it went on tour with us. It did so. go on tour with us. It did. It did. And I think the best photos. So we would take photos with Josh in the room uh, with the jersey. <laughs> yes. but so there's this really great shot of him bowling with, <laughs> with us holding <laughs> yeah. And we're all like, yep, no, we have it in your presence. It was in your presence more than. Two times at least. So good. Oh, yeah. I've seen the photos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, I'm ready to get started because I'm, I'm very excited about what we're going to do today. So it, it is time to geek out! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grande, what are we talking about today? So uh, today, um, you know, I, I contacted you and I was like, you know, I think the things that I really geek out at are uh, is TV shows. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of my realm. So today I wanted to talk about uh, with Luke Cage season two coming out this past weekend. Mm. Uh, just the mm. Marvel Netflix, cin- you know, cinematic universe in that aspect, and uh, also another show, Westworld, which is oh, rap- yeah. so um, which had a very strong season two. 
Oh, nice. Nice. Now, um, we do have to just say right away, not everybody in this room has seen uh, th- that entire spread of shows. Um, so we are going to have to try to be a little bit spoiler free with that. Um, try to, you know, we're going to be a little bit generic. But I know that as a, from the lens of, you know, an improv performer and a performer in general, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So the first thing you said was Luke Cage season two that came out this last weekend, you said? Yes, uh, I actually uh, watched episode one last night. Um, it looks very promising. Uh, I I was skeptical during the first season of Luke Cage. I thought that there were some missteps. I thought that you know some of the acting wasn't as great as the as the other series, but uh, it it looks like because of the critical acclaim and uh, fan response that it's gotten, its budget has gone up. And uh, you can definitely tell that there is a significant bump in uh, just overall quality in the show. And uh, the, the, the episode starts off in a badass fashion with him just taking down drug dealers and, oh, yeah. you know, just reignites how much fun a Luke Cage TV show is. That's awesome. And, yeah. And I, and I will also say, you know, I watched the first season and um, the actor that played Luke Cage, I think almost out of the entire MCU, including the films, he's probably one of the strongest, strongest actors. Oh, he's fantastic. He's, as an actor, he's phenomenal. For sure. I mean, you have to have a, uh, extremely solid extremely grounded actor for a role like that that's not only portraying um you know a superhero living in new york city in harlem but you know the the whole aspect behind his character is that he is a symbol of hope for that neighborhood and uh you know all that community so it's it's a, i think it's a lot of responsibility so yeah they did a great job of casting someone that can carry that throughout an totally. entire scene yeah, totally. and that is uh, Mike Coulter is Luke That Cage. was the name. Yeah, yeah. I Mike knew Coulter. it was Mike. Oh, mm-hmm. he's, so, he's been in a, like, not, not a ton of other stuff, but he's definitely been in other, other things, and he's always been good from what I remember. Um, but, I mean, while, you, while you're checking out his IMDb, I know that when uh, the Jessica Jones and Daredevil were, like, came out, like, roughly the same time a couple years ago. Um, it was Daredevil season two and Jessica Jones. I that's think what came it was. Out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember those two, like, side by side, it was, like, uh, I started watching Jessica Jones with uh, my now ex-fiance and we were watching and I remember um, like he's introduced very early and I remember seeing him and my mind just kind of went that guy that guy looks like fucking Luke Cage but I, like I didn't say anything out loud and then like when they proved that it's actually him I was yeah. so excited that they that they, like he is such a great like Marvel character in general and I'm so glad that like they've gotten to use him in such a great way like they've like honestly just in general the I mean in general on the aggregate they've done such a great job with these like city level uh, the defenders like honestly yeah, yeah I, I think you know for my fandom personally I I really enjoy the more grounded stuff from uh, from Marvel even though it includes a, uh, a guy who was blinded and now has super senses through being blind mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a guy that cannot uh, be hurt by bullets a guy who has a glowing fist and uh, a, a girl who can, you know, do do all the other superpowers that she possesses. So all the other superpowers. <laughs> oh, we got blind guy. We got powerful fist. We have bulletproof, and then we have all the other powers. And then we have yeah. Her. Well, she. I mean, she's got a lot. She's you know super strong, mm-hmm. jump high. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's uh, let me. I think hers is the the less ridiculous of all of them. Well, I, I give her credit for the amount and how easily she can burn whiskey in her body. Oh yeah, I think that's her ultimate superpower. One hell of a metabolism. <laughs> One hell of a metabolism. Well, I was gonna say she's like second only to Captain America, who like physically cannot get drunk, according to the, the doctor. It's true. Hmm. That is. Yep. But Jessica Jones definitely makes the attempt to get drunk. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. Yes, she does. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kristen Ritter, I think that's her yes. name, right? She yes. is... I, I couldn't think of someone else to play that part right now. No. She, like... I After seeing her in Breaking Bad, that was where I had kind of yes. first gotten into her. And she... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, she had, like, mm-hmm. a, a kind of lighter character in that one, but it was still troubled and, you know, an addict <laughs> and things like that. But I... <laughs> When she Jess, you said a lighter character. She tries <laughs> extorting Walter White at the end so Jesse and her can get drug money and flee the country. Yeah, yeah, but you meet her when she's trying <laughs> to get her life back that. together. You meet you meet her when she's actually making an effort to get her life back together. <laughs> yeah. And then she finds out that one of her what her boyfriend's business partner has millions of dollars stocked away. Yeah. She did something stupid. I I, well, yeah. I will say I fell in love with her. <laughs> I fell in love with her. She was um, a season regular on the wonderful, wonderful CW show, Veronica Mars. Was she really? Yes. <laughs> she was Steve Gutenberg's daughter on that show. And she was like this rich bitch. And she was fantastic. And then she came back and she did the Veronica Mars movie. Thank you so much for crowdsourcing for us being able to crowd, crowd what is it? Crowdfund. Thank Crowdfund, you. Yeah. I'll bring that movie in, you know, some, <laughs> some good old Kristen Bell and, and her. But, um, and then she was in uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment yeah. 23. 23. Yeah. And then she did Jessica Jones, and it was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> All right, girl, you do you. That's amazing. She was, I think she's great also as Jessica Jones. Well, it's the, I, I'm never going to forget uh, season one of Daredevil. There's that. It, it looks like it's all one shot, but it's not. It's split up into, I think, two or three, where um, Daredevil just goes down this hallway, and it is a fucking struggle for him to just get down this hallway because he's like beating guys up, but like the Captain America would just like kick people and they'd like just fly and be done. But like Daredevil, devil every single time it's like an effort to bring them down it's like just ah! and I, it was such a great like that set the tone in my opinion for um netflix's marvel like tv universe yes. and i think I, they've done a great job of maintaining that tone throughout yeah i think uh i think i could throw out the parallel of you know uh, what i mean by grounded of the marvel series is and like the biggest factor is being um, is Daredevil. But, like, I feel like sometimes the Marvel movies feel like that scene in Fast and the Furious where Vin Diesel and Jason Statham are driving <laughs> at and collide head-on and they both yeah. go through the field and they, the, the cars move and then they just get up. <laughs> yes! Where Daredevil in season one repeatedly gets his ass whooped over and over and over again. And I felt like that whole season was such a great origin yeah. to the Daredevil mythos and like mm-hmm. seeing a guy that is, you know, really trying to become a superman a superhero and uh, you know, he's paying the price. And that's something that we don't get, you know, to see maybe, you know, because of time, because of the movies, um, where you don't get to see that much of like a, a hero struggle and uh really take his licks before he can be the you know, the daredevil that he wants to be. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's something that I I always have enjoyed and really got me into, you know, the Marvel 
world, the MCU, is the moment I fell in love with it was actually I saw Iron Man, but then I saw, I think, I don't remember what order, like Captain America, Thor, but then saw Avengers, the first Avengers. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with it because of that stupid shawarma scene at the end. Because I was like, this is, no, this is like real life. Like, this is this is how they would probably end it. Mm-hmm. Like, sitting there not talking, exhausted, just eating some shawarma. Yeah. Because we've and all been And apparently underwhelmed by the shawarma. And yeah. underwhelmed uh-huh. by it, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There's something about, like... The camaraderie. A, yeah, the camaraderie mm-hmm. of it all. And the bickering and... Because it's... They're still your coworkers, even the defenders. They're oh, yeah. coworkers, like, yeah. And then yeah. the defenders, I believe, had a scene where they're all in this Chinese restaurant and they're coming up with a plan, but at the same <laughs> time they're getting ready. Right, that's the thing, and that's you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is like the the Avengers exist like literally on this like billionaire a god of thunder, like the, the super soldier that the the military has never let go of level of mm-hmm. existence. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it really does change the, their playing field and how they perceive the world. But when you go down to the street level, yeah, it's I, you're right. Yeah, the same planning of the, and they're at a Chinese restaurant, like and like half of the Jessica Jones and like Luke Cage scenes just happen in like, like yeah, just a restaurants, shitty or, apartment, yeah, yeah a, shitty a shitty apartment, apartment. the yep. streets, just in a dive bar, yeah, mm-hmm. just just like a place we would end up being. Exactly. They also, it, it, it makes it so much more relatable. Yes. Um, yes. Because it's it's environments that we see all the time. So can I bring up – I want to get your guys' thoughts on this because I think this is my favorite part of the uh, Netflix MCU. Uh, My favorite thing that has come out of that is – I'm not going to say his name right, but like Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Oh, so good. So good. I like I, I loved the show and I love uh, the Punisher is also uh, uh, just done so well. But oh, the yeah. the way he like tweaked the character of Kingpin and made him fit into the world, it, it made it seem like he almost had some like mild form of autism and he could not take things not going yes. his way. Like he would explode and it seemed like he wasn't quite in control of what he was doing. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was just terrifying and he belongs in the movies now. Oh God. You know. <laughs> I think I know I completely agree with you and uh, I want to bring that up uh, you know in just a little bit like how these um Marvel Netflix series could be you know adapted and collaborated into the the MCU um but I think that you know from seeing all of these series like the biggest double edged sword that they have is their villains because I completely agree in my in my opinion like I think in the movies you got Loki, you know, you know how Thanos yeah. who is, you mm-hmm. know, who is really bad, but I don't know if that's just recency biased and the gravity of like, he's, he's the final boss in this, <laughs> yeah. Marvel, yeah. you know, uh, you know, cinematic universe kind of. So I, I personally, my favorite villain out of all of them in the movies and TV shows that I've seen is the Kingpin and uh, him and David Tennant, you know, and Jessica Jones, yeah. like, yeah, what, I thought David Tennant's character was like, he's a villain that's worthy of going up against the Avengers. I agree. I, like, um, 
like like just Kilgrave's uh like superpower is so useful and so versatile and like I remember like the like it's so simple because like they don't remember that he he's the one that like told them to do this thing and I just remember like it was such a good like web of like influence and I'm never gonna forget like the there were two moments that like just like kept digging like um like uh when I was watching it with my my ex she was she told me all the time like how beautifully not beautifully but how uh, accurately Jessica Jones did like PTSD kind of stuff with Jessica like in her interactions with Kilgrave specifically with abusive relationships correct right? yeah. yes um, but I'm never gonna be uh, I'm never gonna forget the scene um, it's like in the second to last episode or, like where he told the the one guy to like stand over by the fence and you know, not move and like they're they're trying to find Kilgrave and it pans by that guy still standing there like exhausted like shaking like he's still standing in the same place and then they get to that apartment at the end and the and it's just like the the after effects of what he like they did such a good job with that i'm just he he is still like like yeah thanos is a big brute badass he's cool and everything but kilgrave still just like is the one that haunts me more than any of the other villains Mm. yeah you know being able to control your mind and i remember like one of my favorite episodes out of all these series is the episode where she's she's got him in this like locked room you know with the glass and like like he can't get any of the hormones out to control people um you know like that her breaking him down and like them having the the back and forth and then the parents getting involved yes. mm-hmm. you know i i, I won't i'll leave it at that for if you haven't seen it but, <laughs> right yeah. right yeah. but i know yeah. exactly what you're it's talking insane. about it's it's visceral and it's haunting so it's also one of those so many- yeah Go ahead. I'm There's sorry. so many great jump scares in uh, Jessica Jones season one. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I thought played into it and made it terrifying that, you know, like a threat is around the corner at any time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, I guess if you live in Hell's Kitchen, that's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's the other thing. Like, I, I lived in New York for a year and a half. You guys are all <laughs> residents there now. I love watching Daredevil and being like, Hell's Kitchen. I'm like, isn't that just like 10 blocks? Like, <laughs> yeah. right? Where like... Where is this dock that you're showing? <laughs> countryside uh, biker bar. You know? This, yeah. <laughs> and it does... I don't know that place in New York. Well, and Hell's Kitchen is also the gayborhood. Like, yeah. like you have Chelsea these days, and yeah. yeah, these days now. Yeah. It's the gayborhood and it's wonderful. It's but like, like, and there's so many great restaurants there. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, when I go to Hell's Kitchen, yeah, let's go to Hell's Kitchen. Kitchen. It's not falling apart it's or anything falling. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, going back to that though, thread around every corner, it takes me back to when we were out on the road. I'm going to make this a total like, okay, we're making it an inside joke an thing. An inside thing when we were all driving in those backwoods in upstate New York. Oh god. And it was foggy and it had just come out and like I didn't see it. So, you all saw it. Yeah, so really quickly setting the scene. This is like early <laughs> fall, like September. Yeah. And yeah, it's like starting to get really foggy in the in the evenings and everything like that. And we're going on the 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 first ever Batsu tour upstate New York. Yeah. We're in two cars, Josh and I in like the front runner car, Chrissy Grande, uh Debona and who am I forgetting? And Booch, and Booch in the yeah. other car. And like <laughs> Josh and I were way ahead. And yeah, there's just fog rolling all over. We're going through these hills. It's midnight, like pitch black out. And I remember Jonathan. I remember Jonathan going, guys, this is where we die. Somebody's going to kill us. He, they're going to come out of this cornfield and they're going to kill us. 
And I was like, literally, we are made up of people that live in possibly the two most dangerous cities. <laughs> In yeah, the country, we're... New York City and Chicago, and we're afraid of like backwoods New York. <laughs> New York City's that's, fine. That's true. <laughs> that that terrifies me. That terrifies me more than anything. Right. Yeah. I was, Silence. I was gonna say, like, I'm I, like, maybe it's just because of all of the like all of the serial killers that end up being in like backwoods, but I'm a lot more likely to get killed by somebody where nobody is than in assembly where everybody, everybody is. is. Yeah, it's very true. So we need the defenders of upstate New York, actually. (laughs) They don't need to be in Hell's Kitchen. Captain Appalachian. (laughs) Yeah. Utica Division. (laughs) (laughs) Utica Division. (laughs) Yeah, that... That fog was a was a Chrissy. real great omen for a, a six day tour. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Chrissy is dying right now. She's I, losing I want to segue it. that. Speaking of Please, good yeah. omens, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lo- uh, researching uh, Luke Cage season two, the uh, or it looks like through the first episode, the main villain is going to be this guy named Bushmaster, and I know, I know, it's such a silly name, and like, in the in the comic books, he looks like a, like a scorpion-like character, but uh, in this, he has the same abilities that um, Luke Cage has, like, you see all these guys shoot at him in the trailer, and he just lifts up his shirt, and he's got, you know, the same thing, mm. uh, it's just bouncing off of him. So I, ah. I I love that in this app because I kind of think they they missed that in the first one. Yeah. Uh, but they have a villain now that can go toe to toe with Luke Cage. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to be extremely interesting. Um, there was something that happened to his friend Misty, the cop, uh, in mm-hmm. in the Defender series. That looks like she's going to get an upgrade. Ooh. Um, yes. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. I mean, I, can I say? Can, oh, I, nice. <laughs> can I say? Uh, you can edit it out if it, if you don't want it. But yeah. Robo, she's getting a robot arm. <laughs> I really? Thought it'd be something like yes. that because she got her arm cut off by one of the ninjas in the Defenders, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like you can kind of assume that, like the the Marvel universe kind of exists in this like proto future, proto present. So, like, I don't feel like it's that much of a spoiler to be like, by the way, the person who got their arm cut off in the Marvel is going to get a robot arm. Yeah, it's true. It is. The, the I mean, do it come is back. in the trailer. You do see a, a drawing of the robot arm. Then, yeah. yeah. Then I don't think it's yeah. That's, yeah, it's yeah. not like when Jamie lost his hand. <laughs> I totally said Com- com- well, completely, completely different series. We're not even gonna. We're not even gonna <laughs> name the series just in case that is a spoiler for some poor soul that you hasn't haven't made seen it. Season three of Game of Thrones yet? <laughs> You're too late. You know they they have they they if they start now and like start binge watching, they still have the ability to make it through what we currently have before the new season comes out. True. Yeah, because it's That's still like true. next year, right? Yeah, it's yeah. still next year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the that's my other complaint with all these shows is that it always feels like it's it's forever from now. Like I uh, I looked up what's coming out after Luke Cage and it's like Iron Fist 2. And I'm like, uh, OK, great, <laughs> and then, because I thought that was going to be the Daredevil slot because I've been we've been waiting. Uh, for two years. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't have Daredevil and like. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on like if if you like the defenders or not. It wasn't personally it wasn't my favorite, you know, of the tri- of any of the shows that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Especially with the fact that it took them half the series to finally 
you know, quote unquote assemble. Um, you know, like I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think that we could use more daredevil and the fact that they're bringing back Fisk, um, you know, and yeah. they're going to have, Bull they are bringing back Fisk. They're going to bring back Fisk. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> and that, and man, I think with that bringing back Fisk and bullseye, like I, mm. one of my mm. first introductions to the Marvel universe was watching that Spider-Man cartoon as a kid. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I, specifically remember having the uh kingpin's lair like as a toy set, <laughs> and, and would have the action figures and reenact that so i would love for uh, you know the the tv series to mesh over into the movies with uh, a kingpin emerging in the spider-man universe and like him and daredevil mm have to take them down. Yeah. That would be so that, cool. That would, that would be awesome. awesome. The, the, the issue, like, it's the, the one thing that's been, like, ha- in my opinion, hamstringing some of this Marvel stuff is the licensing being all over the fucking right? place. Like, the, it's the one thing that, I'll, like, I, that just pains me is that the Captain America Civil War was friends fighting in a, a parking lot. Like, it's, it, like, yes, it was a great movie. Yes, it had a, gr- a lot of great action. But the reason it was called the Civil War was because that decision that they were actually deciding right. on, which was legit, was supposed to apply literally nationwide to this nation of people who some of whom were like they were mutants, but they didn't want anybody to know. Some of whom were mutants and were like constantly being ripped on. Like it was like it was supposed to be a true civil war. Mm-hmm. And uh, like this is the same thing, like because uh, Disney now finally can use spider-man netflix like that's not the same licensing so like we're not in my like i don't think we're gonna get to see that as much as we would love to well and i think the only way that's gonna happen is if they are able to because disney is coming out with their streaming now that's in the works Mm -hmm. because disney also has the espn block and so it's trying no people aren't watching espn no like it's just not happening anymore and so they're gonna do the espn streaming basically and a disney streaming so it'll be interesting to see what happens to netflix when this all gets pulled from netflix but possibly and put onto you know because if they own it but at the end of the day spider-man's still on loan from sony it's like so he's weird. still on loan yeah it's it is a messy fucking it is messy yeah they're gonna they're gonna buy fox and then mm-hmm. well, they already did right it's just waiting to go through right? yeah, I, thought yeah. That, I, heard, I heard they increased the cash bid at some point but yeah yeah yeah, there, man. I, I could see five years from now. You know, they're they're gonna work all that stuff out. It might be too little, too late, but yeah, Disney. Yeah. The, the, they're going. Disney's gonna buy all their stuff back. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, not have to worry about it. Well, I, I heard um, th- this might not be the I mean, it's obviously not the only reason, but one of the reasons Disney has been uh, trying so hard to get Fox is because Fox still owns the rights to the unaltered original Star Wars trilogy. Like not oh. the Blu-ray, the unaltered, the original original. And that's why Disney hasn't been able to, like, come out with anything about it. And so mm-hmm. that's w- that's one of the things that they're that, that's like on the chopping block that they're like anxious to get their fingers on. Oh, that's weird that's crazy right that's why that like that like i said licensing is just so so weird yeah it's that's wow so i'm really curious about like because these are very clearly and it's stated that these are all in the same universe even though they don't uh always cross over into each other directly oh how are the defenders series gonna comment on the events of infinity war 
That is something I really want them to. Well, there is like they have to have noticed, right? Right. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, I don't think that there's a um, uh, defenders on the docket. Defenders season two Mm -hmm. coming up, so I don't. I don't know how much they're gonna, um, you know, comment on it. I honestly, I could see all of this, all of these series, like leading up to Daredevil two, happening kind of before infinity war because mm. you know it it comes out part four you know part two comes out next summer yeah, yeah. and you know uh, it's spoilers for that but man they're just gonna they're gonna figure out a way to get back that gauntlet they're gonna use the time stone reverse oh, everything yeah. right you know right yeah so i kind of feel like these characters might not even know that that ever happened. That you actually know? sounds like the exact like in universe justification. And they would the use. easiest way to do it, <laughs> if so you just use I, the time stone. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely see all of the movies and TV shows that they release from now until when that next Avengers movie comes out, part two. Like right. all of this is pre uh, May. Or no. April 27th or whatever, yeah. 2018. That would make mm-hmm. sense. I just, I, one of my, one of my deep, like really quickly splintering off into MCU movies. I, one of my, one of my, one of my deepest desires is that when Ant-Man and Wasp comes out, like yes. it, it looks like a super fun movie, like very, very Ant-Man. Like I'm really excited for it. I want to go through that entire movie and it's super fun. It is what it is. And then we get that post credit scene and it takes place like at the same time as Infinity War. And we get to see like Infinity War aftermath just injected into the humor of the movie. Right? Like, yeah. Because we don't know which one it's going to happen to possibly. No, I, I think that would make it so good. Honestly, in my opinion mm-hmm. like i'm predicting that if they do that if they make infinity war aftermath hit ant-man and wasp i think that it's going to be ant-man that disappears Me I, too. I think so i think it's going to be ant-man too yeah yeah ant-man well, too yeah i would i would love for marvel to troll all of us with uh ant-man and the wasp are fighting you know the big bad in that movie and like they're gonna die, and then all of a sudden that big bad just d- dissolves away. <laughs> half but, of his goons, but she's but 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 she goes through like the quantum realm. So like maybe like you like see it start to happen, and she like fades like, and, and then it does like maybe it starts to happen. That would oh. be yeah, hmm. interesting, cool stuff. What was the in uh, the image of um, Scarlet Witch where she's like? Killing her boyfriend, but then also holding off the strongest man in the universe. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, who's the most powerful <laughs> Avenger, actually, people? She's like going through emotional distress at well, the same time. She <laughs> is crazy powerful. It's actually like that's something that a lot of the MCU have like the, the fans have been saying is like, oh no, no, no. She could kick everybody's ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, do you know the similarities between Daredevil and Scarlet Witch? What? They both lost their vision. Hey, oh. <laughs> from downtown. <laughs> I've never heard a dad Marvel joke before, and that was it. <laughs> oh, I approve. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, there were other. There, <laughs> we've been we've been going on and on about um, uh, the MCU a little bit. There was a there was another show that you mentioned. Oh, you want to talk a little bit about Westworld? Yeah. Yes, Westworld. Look, um, I'm, I have not seen any of season two, so I do have to say that I want this needs to be a completely spoiler-free zone for that. I, I, sure. I have not watched season two either. 
but uh, Josh, yeah. I just got HBO. I haven't even seen season one. Okay. Oh, did my login I, I finally can... work for you guys? Yes. <gasps> Yay! I, I can I can kind of tell you what it's about through uh, just our, our general background of the guy who created Westworld. Um, so the season one is all about the hosts in this park uh, that is a you know, a uh, old Western town and you get to go and reenact in it. If you're, if you're super rich, it costs like $40,000 a day uh, to go to the steam park. Chump change. And these, these hosts interact with you and you go on missions. It's kind of like a live action Grand Theft Auto, but you know, or raid uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Right. Uh, Sounds cool. So that's, that's the first part of it. And it's, uh, it's by Creighton. Uh, who is the guy who created Jurassic Park. And so this, the whole first season was them going to Jurassic Park. And this current season is basically, you know, the second half of every Creighton film or project where something at the park goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's what season two is. Um, And it's, it's extremely interesting. And, uh, you know, I think HBO has hyped it up to be the heir apparent to Game of Thrones on their network. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, I think so. I definitely think it's worth that title. Yeah, uh, it's it's obviously uh, a little heady. It's it's uh, there's a lot of jumping around. Like you gotta you gotta be on your toes when you're watching it. Um, yeah, it I is think, not a passive watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you definitely can't put put it on and do you know. They get back to emails and stuff like that. <laughs> you got to be watching it. You the have whole to time. watch it the same way you watch The Wire. Like you have to sit and you have to learn the language. Like that, you know, when you watch The yes. Wire, the first two episodes are basically just teaching you what the language of this show is going to be. Yeah, and then that's how you're going to enjoy it for the rest. I haven't well, gotten so past many, the first episode of The Wire. In in, in Westworld, there's so many time uh, timelines <laughs> that they jump back and yeah. forth. Uh, and and it even gets to a point of where you, as the viewer, you're like, is this is this at this point? And then like the whole the whole season two takes place over like two weeks. So you kind of like, oh, oh wait, are we this part in the two weeks? Are we after when you know after the two weeks? Like, wait, what is real? Am am I a robot? <laughs> <laughs> like the, it, that's the kind of effect that the show has on you, and where it makes you question everything. And and like I, I don't I don't know man I just think it's it's a fantastic show and uh, the only the only critique that I would have for it uh, for season two is like I said earlier the two week span yeah um, which I I kind of I don't like when uh, TV shows do that because it kind of like cuts off a or even movies cuts off like the possibilities. So I know that everything oh, right. is happening with this two weeks. And I, I know that, uh, you know, this part happened to this part. I'm like, okay, we're at day 10, you know, mm-hmm. I can see this big fight battle piece happening and getting set up. Right. So it's just that, that, that was kind of a downer. And like, uh, they have a lot of like character development episodes. Um, and the, there are some of them that are fantastic. Like, uh, in in season one, they introduce Ghost Nation, which is this tribe that lives in the outskirts of uh, of Westworld. That if you go too far, they'll they'll interact with you, and you know you gotta kind of run away from them. Uh, you learn more about them and like their role 
in the Westworld universe. And like, it's, it's shocking how many things that have coincided with what you've seen in season one and gets brought back into season two through this tribe through, uh, they go to Shogun world where there's a bunch of samurais. Oh yeah. Cause uh, isn't there East world? They announced that there's East world too, right? Yeah, there's yeah, East there, world as yeah, like in the in universe in that universe. Okay. There's another amusement park that's on the east, and it's it's like I, I believe yeah. there are six parks in that whole complex. Yeah, in that whole world. Oh. Yeah, Westworld, ah. Shogun World, and uh, then there's another one that gets introduced this season. Um, so I don't want to spoil, but <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I also know in the movie that they had Rome World, but I haven't seen any. You know, yeah, yeah, any signs about that either. I will also say one of my favorite things that is coming with this new and even only the last what probably 10 years I would give it 10 years. Okay, the high quality of television now, like Breaking yeah. Bad created this, The Wire created this. Like, you can have basically at this point a 12 hour film that you're watching, mm-hmm. and it just so happens to be quote unquote a television show. Um, and I've noticed a theme that's happening recently with these um, dystopian shows is Westworld. I had to rewind it because the orchestration they did of um, – I looked it up because I couldn't remember the name of the song. <laughs> um, but they did an orchestration of during that one fight scene of Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. Did anybody catch that? No. It's this like nope. – it's this – it's – all of course oh, it's amazing and i'm like is they, that painted black by the rolling stones and handmaid's tale is doing that also they're taking like girl power songs from the 80s and like twisting them into the show huh well i know that the one from, chills again guys. the one from westworld that always sticks with me is the black hole sun that's played on like that old style piano yes that sound yes it's so cool it's just so good yeah it's a, it's a, it's definitely a trend that's happening in TV nowadays, um, and and they go even more into it throughout Westworld and Shogun World. Like you hear like heart shaped box, uh, you hear Seven Nation Army, and like they're all in the style of what the world that you're in. That's so uh, cool. Yeah. With the with the kind of in- instruments and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. it's it's definitely you know. And, like, I guess to that time in Westworld, like, those songs really are classic, where to us, they're only, like, 20, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only. Uh, God, you that's know, weird to think where of. The, maybe, maybe, like, 100 years old in Westworld time. I forget what, what year Westworld happens in. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I just love how, how they keep throwing in that alternative and classic rock. And what a fun in, job that would be for a sound designer. Right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so great. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this is backtracking a very little bit, but it still feels in like with the, the tone of the language and making sure that we're doing that. Um, uh, there's, uh, it's it, this isn't like a spoiler or anything. I believe it's in the first episode or two. Um, it's the the first time we see a robot glitching and like having trouble. It's like the milk guy. He's like killed a bunch mm-hmm. of the robots and he's like pouring milk on everybody. And like all yep. the all of the the writers and storytellers are like, well, that's weird. Why is he doing that? And, and it's. 
it, that was such a like the the way the like the way the the logic systems like it, it it's like a computer's broken and it's like when the 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 father has his whole thing and that entire mm-hmm. amazing scene where yeah that I, I don't know where they found that actor but my god he was fantastic <laughs> at like oh, re- if you if you liked it from that episode man just wait for season two, oh. season two. Oh. You go, you go. and yeah and like the I love this television back to it again, though. But like Ed Harris, he's such an amazing actor. Right. And they're like, do you want to do an HBO show? And he's like, absolutely. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And he's phenomenal. Well, he's, it's it's Ed Harris. It's Ed Harris. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the same thing. I'm going to double, triple back. Remember my <laughs> I told you guys I was like, Josh Brolin. He's, he looks like Thanos. Like Thanos looks like Josh Brolin, <laughs> and then people are like, "Yeah, he, it's 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 Josh Brolin is playing Thanos." I'm like, "Really? Josh Brolin's going to do a Marvel movie? Took that movie to a whole different level because yeah. of his ability, like his acting ability." And then also, he's in fucking Deadpool <laughs> too. He did two Marvel movies. Yeah. Span of three weeks. Yeah. Spoiler, right. Spoiler alert: Deadpool two when when he calls him Thanos. It's my so... favorite. <laughs> moment of that whole movie come here Thanos you know Chrissy I wanted to jump back you know you're talking about uh how good TV has become over over this you know golden age yeah and I really think that a lot of that has to do with how we've been able to stream content on the internet yes and like for instance when you would get a TV show like it would come in this huge box set with a bunch of DV, uh, a bunch of VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, nobody yeah. wants that. Nobody wants to lug that around or deal with the tapes and stuff. And like now that it's all becoming more accessible, mm-hmm. and you know you can you can just go online and watch it through Netflix or HBO Go. You know that. Uh, that makes the more of a staying power for TV and for series where back in the day it used to be just procedurals where, you know, they still mm-hmm. have them, but well, you know, I also, uh, you, for, for more of the, the more critically acclaimed stuff, you know, you can get big time actors like Ed Harris to come in and do the show, mm-hmm. you know, because it's going to have that acclaim. It's going to have that staying power and it's going to be online probably for the rest of time. Well, and uh, like, at the, and yeah. like back in the day, like, like think, Thinking about it, like even with those VHS tapes, like like you could still watch it like syndicating on TV, like the, but like if you missed an episode, you weren't like it was written so that if you maybe missed this one episode, you weren't completely in the dark for the next episode. Exactly. And so like buying the VHSs, you knew they were going to syndicate. You've already pretty mm-hmm. much seen them. Like you weren't that worried. Excuse me, you weren't, like, weren't that worried about it. But for me. For me, I think, and this is probably part of the success of the show, the first TV show that I could really remember being like, okay, I have to watch it every single week is 24. And oh, yeah. It's like, it's, and it was, it's all this stuff. Like, if you miss a week, you know, he goes from like being all over town, like in this factory shooting people down to now he's in Mexico, right. you know, <laughs> south yeah. of the border in this, in this hut tied up. Like how did, how did he get mm-hmm. here? And he got so, there in one hour. <laughs> yeah. In one, in one whole hour he got from there to there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what mine was? Yeah. Mine was 100% the West wing. I had like, mm-hmm. if I missed it, my sister and I, we would have to tape it on a VHS. <laughs> like set the timer on the v- like on the VCR to make sure that we could record the West Wing. Yeah. <laughs> 
It is. It is just crazy how how that's changed. And like, it, like uh, I am still upset that like now Disney is like we're gonna do our own streaming service. And like now a lot like fucking Rooster Teeth is doing their own streaming service. Like everybody's everybody's starting to do their own thing, and it's because there's like Netflix proved there's money in that. Yeah. And like it's mm-hmm. it sucks because now now it's gonna be like well I have to pay for my internet and cable, and now also I have to pay for like select. It used to be you could do Netflix and Hulu and maybe Amazon Prime, but mm-hmm. now you're gonna have to choose between Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Prime, the Disney thing, like Rooster Teeth is a tiny one, but like there's the Rooster Teeth one. There's going to be now. Showtime. There's going to be Cinemax. There's all going to be that, yeah. all of, and it's 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 going to get to the point where like there's all the options, but nobody's going to have any one of them. So it's taking it's, it's taking all the money I, that's in the market and like completely uh, uh, what, 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 what dist- not distilling um, the opposite of distilling, um, like splintering it, uh, fragmenting it. Uh, um, like when diluting you water some it? diluting. Thank Dilute you. That's the word I was looking time. for. <laughs> I, I have an idea, guys. Oh. Why don't we create a service where you, you, the 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 client pays for all of these streaming services, but we just hook it up to one link. That <laughs> you know, like, so you don't yeah. have to worry about like going in and upkeeping. Like, we'll yeah. we'll take care of that for you. It's all just on one. Yeah. It's all on one. Yeah. yeah. Like you paid for these individually, but we're gonna we're gonna filter them through this one stream. So you have everything there. You don't have to individually go back and be like, "Oh, I want to watch Parks and Rec. I got to go to Netflix." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could like go into our app and just activate it, like activate that portal. Like, yeah. there. You pay yep. a sixty dollars a month. There's that million dollar idea, guys. There it is. But what Isn't basically the word we're... for that a smart TV? <laughs> it's just oh, like... I have one of those. <laughs> well, Damn. it's it's either it's either that or we just you know call it new TV. TV. New TV. Yeah. Even though it's old uh, TV. Better, better TV. Better, better TV. TV. <laughs> I think that's actually what all of my logins are. Everybody has my logins, right? Better, better TV? <laughs> better TV. BetterTV.com. Well, yeah. well, now everyone has your login. It all right. Is, oh, no. I'm just going to give it away. <laughs> um, actually, we uh, have been talking for about 40 minutes now. Wow. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time, and time always flies in this show. Um, it's technically this is the section where like, we spend a little bit of time asking you questions mr steve grande about stuff um however we might just end up talking for 10 more minutes about like melissa or something like that so um have you have you seen uh, the new jurassic world no i have not Uh, (laughs) i saw it i'm over the next week uh my priorities are still incredibles too yes yeah i'm gonna see see that that, like today i I but but hey if you want to talk about it right now and spoil anything i don't really care i I haven't seen it either chrissy's the only one that's seen it. of course i've i saw twice i cried twice (laughs) i love it i love jurassic park jurassic park Uh, the actual like the original is like my third favorite movie of all time and the t-rex is back again in this one and to fill you in on it my my homeboy owen and i were watching it and i was like when why doesn't she have a name like we only call her t-rex so we named her melissa <laughs> good I'll, I'll i'll remember that when i watch the movie yeah. and be like oh no melissa watch out <laughs> um, and remember it's a plot dev- device that she could like spontaneously change gender at any moment at any that's time right. so you know that's progressive yeah. that that is a legitimate plot point that i think they've kind of just like let go from all of jurassic park like in the first one they established like oh my god they can change genders just like the west african frogs they're breeding <laughs> oh my gosh and then in lost world they just kind of forgot about that and it was just kind of like they're dinosaurs, it's all dinosaurs. <laughs> I, i've heard i've heard a lot of negative reviews about it but 
you know, I think at the end of the day, guys, if Jeff Goldblum is in a movie, it's worth going oh, to see. <laughs> and he's and he's Dr. Ian Malcolm, and he's fantastic. He's what we have done. Is, I'm not doing a good Jeff Goldblum <laughs> impression. I can usually do one. That's okay. That, does, when he says that line, is he laying on a table with his shirt unbuttoned? No, but he's in a black suit in front of Congress. Of course he <laughs> is, is. Is he still dating Julianne Moore? Do they still have their adopted black daughter? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his I'm, beard is wonderful, by the way. Oh, I'm glad it's, things worked out for him. Yeah, yeah, it's a really wonderful salt and pepper wig. Ooh. Beard. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a thing. wig beard. I don't know if it's a wig beard. Oh. Beard, I don't wig, know how he wig? could have grown that between Ragnarok and... Well, I mean, and filming this, I guess, yeah. But he's literally in it for like a total of a, probably two minutes, and he bookends the movie, and he never leaves the seat he's in. <laughs> Still great. Still amazing. It's called a paycheck. Yeah. It yeah. is. They're like, yeah, I'll totally come back. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, trying to kind of changing tracks because you are the only one that's seen, it, and I, I do want to try to avoid spoilers. Um, I've seen Incredibles too. Have you seen Incredibles too? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think you're going to enjoy it, Steve. You guys, you're going to love it. It's really wonderful. Yeah, you know. You know, I I rewatched the first one this week and I forgot how great it was. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's really underrated. Like I grew up in the I grew like my first Pixar was Toy Story. Yeah, it was mine too. Oh yeah. Toy Story it was still the first my Pixar yeah. movie. Um and I I look back and I see all the series and I'm like, oh, well Finding Nemo is more popular than The Incredibles, right. Monster Inc. is. And like when I heard that the that it was like a record breaking weekend for the Incredibles, wow. Like, wow, wow, they you know, this movie thirteen years ago that came out, like I didn't think it was anywhere near as popular as the others, but I guess it is. Yeah. So. Well, I also think that, like, it, I think they started to receive a lot of pressure, um, uh, like, 10-ish years ago when, uh, like, the, I guess it's been, it's been 10 years of Marvel movies. So I'm sure they started to receive pressure, like, five years ago of, like, like people, sequelization. Yeah, sequelization. Be like, hey, guys, why the fuck haven't you made a new Incredibles movie? We're, you're, you're finishing Cars 3 and the, you know, and they're, we're doing TV spinoffs of it, but why haven't you done Incredibles? And I'm sure Pixar was like, well, we're, we're you know, we, we didn't write it to have a um, sequel. Samuel L. Jackson was busy doing this little thing playing Nick Fury, guys. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get him locked into a studio for the but, two days it was going to take him to. But also, <laughs> Pixar like is the fucking gold standard of storytelling. And I could yeah. also definitely see the writer sitting down being like, we didn't write this to have a sequel. Like, we wrote it to like tease at one, but we didn't write it to actually have a sequel. Yeah. Like, the character development was what it was. And like, the story that was told is what they were trying to tell. Like, it wasn't like they were trying to build up to something Incredibles 2. They were just kind of like, well, this is this is what the story is. Yeah. But the yeah, way, yeah, the way they left us hanging, though, with Jack-Jack at the end there. But yeah, that was more of like a fun little teaser kind of thing rather than like, we're going to make a sequel with Jack-Jack. It was just kind of like, <laughs> he's normal, he's normal. Oh, he's not normal. <laughs> Jack-Jack. I, I feel like maybe that was the studio pushing uh, Pixar. You know, that was that was Disney saying like, hey. We, we we're building a new Star Wars theme park. We're building all this other stuff. We need yeah. more characters for you to throw into this lexicon of Incredibles universe. Like you know, yeah. I, I heard I, someone lay it out. It was something like uh, they kept asking for an Incredible sequel, and Brad Bird was like the, the the main driving force behind the first one, and he kept saying like, "No, I I don't have anything to do with it." Um, and 
Then he made Tomorrowland, and it kind of bombed for Disney. And suddenly, Incredibles 2 got greenlit. Um, uh, he was just like, he, need, he needed a solid bankable movie to keep in good standing with the studio. <laughs> Edna Maud. And guest. And guest. <laughs> I loved, like, and, and, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, she's in the trailers, you know that she comes back. Yeah. And I loved what they did with her in this one. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. And, like, they, like, the, the, the one thing that I will, like, I, I went in worried that it was going to be, like, he's being a hero because he's being the father. And I'm very happy to say that that's not what they did exactly, with it. Exactly, yeah. And I'm very, very happy with how, 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 how everything went out. I was, I was cracking up cracking up during Incredibles 2 because I forgot that Edna calls Mr. Incredible Robert. Like, everybody calls him Bob. Everybody calls him Bob, and she's like, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a... It's just like yeah. it's it the those that movie the, both of them are it's another one of those tightly written things it's yeah. like it's like Deadpool like the first one was so succinctly and tightly written like I love when you see that like that that kind of distinct character development yeah. in movies just it just makes my soul happy mm-hmm. yeah I, I I'm not worried about going to see that movie I'm sure it's going to be amazing the only time I'm worried going into a Pixar movie is if it has the word cars in the title <laughs> <laughs> or planes. Plane, uh, wasn't Planes technically not Pixar? It was Pixar. not Pixar. It was Disney animation. Oh. Yes. There is a difference. There is a difference. Because <laughs> Pixar one, at one point was not owned by Disney. And Disney was like, fine, we're going to do our own thing. We don't need you. We own your movie rights. And then they did Planes. I will say. And I then have, they bought Pixar. <laughs> yeah. from, from an insider of, of a person that I know I'm very close with who works on the Disney campus out in Burbank. He always says, I'm like, it's so cool. Like. You know, Pixar is there too, and he's like, "Best cafeteria, best cafeteria in the entire campus is Pixar's." I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, they've got it going on over there." Good for them, right? Yeah, they deserve it. Good for them. They do, and their do they fountain. Have- the fountain out front is the ball and the lampshade, and the fountain Aww. is the lamp. Mm, that's really cool. Is it the mama or the baby lamp, or is it both? I don't know. It would be well if it's the ball. It would be like the the mama looks at him. The baby's the one that bounces on it. Yeah. So I'm assuming is, that would be the mama. Yeah. Is there pizza station in uh, in the cafeteria? A pizza planet? Oh my! God. Oh my god! I can actually. I might not have the answer by the end of this, but I will send a text message right now. That is the best question I've heard in a very long time. I think it has to be. I mean, like I was just watching Coco. Uh, the other week and like five minutes into the movie there goes a pizza planet truck i love all of their little tie-ins to their own stuff Mm -hmm. it's so good yeah for a lot of movies they have that little bouncy ball itself that was just in the background of some things well it's a1103 is another one of like their big through line things right right. it was like a classroom at the animation studio where a bunch of these hugely successful animators all went yeah oh that's awesome yeah oh it's so good text message and we're gonna wait in here okay um (laughs) Well, I, I, I was going to be the bearer of bad news and say that, you know, we need to call this podcast to a close. Um, however, I see that we're getting a response. Oh, yeah. So the I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to, uh, the response we're going to vamp. The response was, ha ha, no. Oh, well, there you go. There's our answer. Uh, 
Oh, well. Um, but I, now I am actually going to be the bearer of bad news and say that we've been talking for a very long time, and it is time to uh, end today's session. <laughs> we got a lot of GXP today. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Grande. Like, it was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this felt Thank good. You Marvel, having... Pixar. Yeah. 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 It's been a long time since the tour. I miss you guys. I miss oh, you, too. Miss uh, you. Thanks, Aww. Grande. I miss you, too. All right. Well, uh, doing another quick sign-off. As always, I'm Peter the Geek. I am Kill Josh. Hashtag. And I am, I am. <laughs> Way to make it awkward there, Josh. That's what I do. I am uh, Huffle Cookie Chrissy. <laughs> um, check out Huffle Cookie's new podcast new coming podcast. out. Yeah, give us a quick plug for it. So you can go back and you can listen to last week's episode so you can get all caught up. It's a spoiler podcast for the 20th season of Big Brother that's airing on CBS starting on Wednesday. Ooh. Uh, so having having never seen any of Big Brother, I can't. I, I support you so much in this, and I'm really so excited, excited for it. I know that it, it's uh, it's Huffle Cookie or Chrissy and uh, Linda Linda Tex Linda Tex, um, uh-huh. and it's going to be a lot of fun. So basically, what we're doing is we're taking our phone conversations we had last summer and we're putting it on a track and letting <laughs> other people listen to our phone conversations. From the pre, yeah. So great, awesome, fair enough. Yeah, I think we all got a good amount of GXP today. So I think I leveled up. Yeah. Miss all right, you Grande. Yep. Miss you, Grande. Bye, so far. All right, see you next time, party yeah. members. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, that's the show. That's it. Grande, you were great. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our show. If you liked Geek XP, help us out by becoming a contributor on our Patreon. We have bonus content, raffles, and more at patreon.com slash yourgeekxp. Geek XP is recorded live at Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Peter Hargarden. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FLU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To connect with the geeks, follow us at YourGeekXP on Facebook and Twitter. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com.